Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and on this show, we'll talk all things branding, from launching a product line to owning your side hustle. We'll talk to the movers, the shakers, the thought leaders. What do you say we finally stop focusing on brands X, Y, and Z and focus on brand me? Let's start the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code brand me. Hey, everybody. On today's show, we are dedicating the episode to reinvention and the power of reinventing yourself and your personal brand. And no matter how many times you reinvent, how to anchor yourself by the one thing that no one else has, your name. Uh, We get to sit down with Lindsay Lane, who is a dear friend of mine. She is an influencer and the founder and designer of Lindsay Lane, which is a new uh, apparel brand uh, that she just launched. And Lindsay is the pro at personal branding, and her brand has taken many forms uh, before it got to where it is today. So you'll find this information so fun, helpful, and she's just a joy to listen to. So without further ado, here's Lindsay Lane. Lindsay Lane, we're back. Hello. It feels so good to see you, hear you. You're one of those people that come, we come in and out of each other's lives, and it's like nothing. It's like there's no time at all that's gone by. Agreed. I love seeing you on social media, but I love seeing you even more IRL right here, right now. I love it. First of all, how's life? How's mom life? Before we get into all the fun stuff about business, you're a new mom since I've seen you last. I feel like I know your kiddo from Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everything's good. You know, it's still really crazy times. Um, unprecedented times. Can't believe we're still in this, but everyone's healthy and happy. And that's, you know, I'm very grateful for that. So he's a peanut. Like I'm obsessed with his style. It's beyond. I know. Oh my God. He's such a muffin. He's getting so big. Talon is, he's thriving. He's a happy, happy, filled with personality boy. I mean, I wonder where he gets that I was going to say, I was going to (laughs) say, Apple doesn't fall far from the freaking tree, I guess. Um, So, but he's amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. Of course. This podcast is so funny. So my last time we talked to you on my podcast was really just kind of a catch up fun show of friends getting together. And I launched brand me as people like you and me and many other people that follow me are like entering a new phase in their life. And maybe they're ready to start a personal brand. And I've been anchoring these episodes in in big kind of topics. And I wanted to do one on reinvention and how a Mm -hmm. personal brand can take many forms. And in thinking about all that you have done, because I know your OG story, I think you are the perfect (laughs) perfect person for this episode. So before we get into where we are today with your brand and what iterations you've had, how did you get your start in the fashion business to begin with? Do you just like shopping a lot? No, I mean, I'm a black belt in shopping. So of course I had to, you know, utilize that skill. Um, But um, yes, of course, you know my story. And I just want to tell everyone, how long have we known each other? Because this is more than just a podcast. Like our relationship runs deep. I mean, it's definitely been over a decade at this point. I mean, if if not close to 12 plus years, I would say. Yeah. 
you guys, Preston and I recorded a reality TV show together that was supposed to be on Lifetime. So that's like, that's how our relationship got started. So and it's a really great story. We'll, we'll talk about that another time, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, anyone that meets on set of any sort of production instantly becomes family. And um, our casting agents did a good job because they knew that you and I would vibe. And um, 10 years later, we still Absolutely. are. But so before you even got to <laughs> that point, how did you get into the fashion business to yeah. start everything? Yeah, so um, I've been in the fashion industry for almost 20 years. I really started my career at Barney's New York when I was 21. Oh, rest in peace, Barney's. It just breaks my heart every time. You know, I saw in Sex and the City, she put like Big's ashes into a Barney's bag. I'm like, God, you just really (laughs) took a double knife right there. Like, what the hell? You know, know. it was like a twister. Oh my God, I thought that moment was like gut-wrenching. But yeah, I started my career at Barney's when I was 21. I And then from 21 to about 23, I was the assistant to two different personal shoppers there. And then I was promoted at 23 to be the youngest personal shopper in Barney's New York history. And I will forever hold that title. Um, so it's just, it's very, very special. And I just really, um, that, that story is, it's quite lengthy of how I was actually promoted there. And if I have a book, book one day, of course, everything will be in there. Yep. You know, manifestations, manifestations. Um, yep. But I was promoted there, built my business from the ground up. And then I was laid off from Barney's with 92 people in the company when oh they God. went bankrupt for like the 10th time. Yeah. Um, and then I started, I took a lot of my clients with me. I started cleaning out their closets and shopping for them on the side. And I still maintained a great relationship with Barney's. So I would, I was in the stylist program with them there. And, um, I, as I was doing that, I had a friend who saw that Ford models was wanting to do an artist um, like an artist division and they were looking for a by appointment personal stylist. And I went into that story is also crazy and lengthy that has to do with one of my bestest friends, but I ended up going in for an interview and they're like, where's your book? We want to see your book. I'm like, what's that? You know, what's a book? And they're like, I style people. Like I'm not like an editorial, you know, I'm like, I style me and you and men on wall street and like men who want to get chicks. Like I don't style like models at least yet. So, um, they thought I was, you know, funny and cute and charming. And I just really put myself out there in a way that I never have. And they gave me a chance. They held an entire, um, they held an entire event for me to see what I could do and the clients that I bring in. And they ended up signing me on the spot. And it was during fashion week, September, right around my birthday. And I was signed with Ford for three and a half years. They were my agents. I was in a double contract there styling all my other clients, as well as doing lookbooks and editorial work and built my book. I figured out what Did the book the, was, the book a portfolio, back. built yep. my book up. Mm-hmm. When you got laid off from Barney's, it sounds like that entrepreneurial buzz was brewing inside of you because there wasn't a part of you that said, let me go get another job, job full-time job. You were like, I'm going to side hustle and I'm going to follow what mm-hmm. I, I think I love the most. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I always wanted my own styling company, Mm. but I just, I was living under this umbrella of a dream being at Barney is here I am 23 years old with every designer at my fingertips. And I'm literally like a one woman show. I'm wrapping, I'm fulfilling, I'm pulling, I'm dressing, I'm styling, I'm making the calls, doing the emails. I was everything. So when you have that and you have this dream job, I really didn't see how I was going to do anything else. And actually the the man that I was with at the time, um, he really 
really kind of inspired me to do it. He's like, you can do this. So, Mm. you know, I had good people around me and the timing was just right. And actually I was signed with Ford without even a year of my stylist company launch. So it was a quick turnaround, you know, developed my LLC and then um, Ford had brought me on within that year. So everything just moved very quickly. Um, And then when I was with Ford, it was just a great experience. And then after three and a half years of being there, you know, you and I had casted for the Lifetime show that sadly wasn't picked up. I really loved being in front of the camera. I, my personality shined. And I think I was always like a natural born entertainer. I was always dancing and singing when I was younger for my family, friends, just everybody. And I started this YouTube channel. That's like highly embarrassing. I was like, Oh, this thing. (laughs) Don't wait. I want to find it. I won't. (laughs) Don't do it. Everyone listening. I'm deleting it now. Okay. But how funny you were on the, um, Mm -hmm. you were on the cusp of sharing yourself in video pre Instagram. Yeah. Well, actually Instagram was going on. Like the, right. this was, I, I've only been doing this for six years. That's crazy. So blogging's, yeah, blogging's been around for much longer. Like when I was 21 clocking in and out of Barney's every day, actually that's when like the first bloggers were really coming yeah. to the surface. So I'm, I'm very late to this game, but I ended up doing a lot of video, did my YouTube channel. And then it was just a natural transition. I tried being a, a style expert on air, had a media trainer and everything. And I just think television, you're you know, the hot man in Access Hollywood, you really carved out a name for yourself. But it's, and as you know, it's, it's very not hard to easy. It's not tap easy. into that market. Yeah. And you've got your yeah. own network right here of people that are <laughs> exactly. dying to tune into you every single day. Why, you know what I'm saying? Well, now I do, but yeah. you know, I really thought TV was my calling. And when it wasn't, I was like, you know what? It's not happening. Like this just, I, I like going on here and there, but it's not what I dreamed for myself. So I stopped and then I just gave, you know, being a blogger, digital content creator, influencer, the full-time attention that it deserved. And I've been here and doing this ever since. It's so impressive how um, I use this phrase for New York driven guests, but this hitting the pavement ethos, you're very much that girl. Um, In the course of this, your personal brand of Lindsay, Lindsay Lane, kind of, you were one of the first people I remember that that did a good job and was very bold about branding themselves as a brand. I'm talking logo, name, uh, referring to themselves as my brand. And what was it? Was that Lindsay in the fast lane? Was that the first kind of iteration of your personal brand? I love that you just said that because I, I, I'm, I love that you just said that because I took, you know, I obviously, I wanted you to send me some questions so I didn't like come in totally blind. Yep. And I wrote about Lindsay in the fast lane just so I had notes in front of me. And I did say it was, it, when I was Lindsay in the fast, first of all, I think I, I was raised to just protect your name. I think like a name is very important. You have one name and yep. I just see so much value. Like I want people to be like, oh, that's Lindsay Lane, not, oh, that's, you know, and I was Lindsay in the fast lane, but it was like, oh, Lindsay Lane or yep. Lindsay in the fast lane. Like you want, but my name was still in it. But, yeah. you know, I think I, I see so much value in people speaking of your name. So when I was Lindsay in the fast lane and I switched over to so Lindsay, um, that was really when I came into the personality of who I really am because Lindsay in the fast lane was a online magazine for girls on the go. But really, SL was everything I am. It was my personal brand, and I never looked back. So um, 
I, you know, it's funny. I notice a lot of girls switched over their Instagram handles to their names yep. within the past like two years, but I was always Lindsay Lane style. Yep. And I think I, you know, everyone's different. I also see value in having a catchy name too. I see, I see it working for everything, working for whatever one, what every, I see it working for whatever anyone wants to do. But for me, I just really believe in, in your name and people saying your name and getting on people's radar. How did you, because I really looked to you a lot in when I started um, kind of branding myself before I had a logo for my name made, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was one of those people who was like, why would I have a logo? Like, it's just my name. And I'm like, well, I guess it's my brand. Um, how did you kind of like carve out like what the ethos was? Of, like, how'd you separate like Lindsay as Lindsay physical human mm-hmm. from Lindsay Lane so Lindsay and from Lindsay in the fast lane, like, was there, were there any confusion there for you or did you find it so easy to do that? Well, Lindsay in the fast lane was, it really wasn't about me. Right. Um, and my brand now, like, yeah, I'm the personality behind this Instagram account. But for me, my Instagram is about my followers and my yep. community. Yeah. I'm the face of my community, Yep. but it's really about my girls. So, um, and my guys, you know, yep. but I, when I, like I said, when I was Lindsay in the fast lane, I pivoted out of that because I had this wake up call that I really needed to show my personality more. My friends are like, you're so funny. Like w- you have to show who you are. Like you don't show who you are. Mind you, this was before stories existed before a lot more things were around before TikTok, even though I don't go on TikTok really that much right now, but do you know what I'm saying? Like these were before other platforms. 100%. So it's hard, it's hard for people to get to know who you are only through a photo and like yep. a square photo with that. You know, this was before portrait. This was before yeah. a 16 by nine. This was like, you know what I mean? You're yeah. like only in like a square. So I, um, I was just like, you know what? You're right. And then, so Lindsay was again, speaking to your reinvention, reinventing of someone, yep. it was this reinvention of who I was, but really it was just me all along. And I really mm. just had to be myself. And even now, um, you know, there are things of course that I, I don't share. And I think my community respects me for that. Like they know also when something's wrong, yep. like they'll be like, where have you been? Or your energy's off. Like it's crazy how well. It's People have gotten to know me. They, they, you know? It's so authentic, the connection. I know you were really Thank authentic um, during your birth story, during yeah. COVID. You were very personal about how you were feeling about certain things. And I think that really brings people into your brand in a way that they don't get when they go to store A, B, and C on 5th. They just don't, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's a very saturated market. You and I have spoken about this oh, on yeah. our last podcast and just as friends, you know, PDM. Yep. But I think... It's it just be, being yourself and being authentic to who you are is what attracts your tribe. Yep. And um, I wrote this to someone just the other day. Like, if you are authentic to yourself, that attracts the people that you want to follow you. And that might not be quantity followers in the beginning, but at least yep. they're quality followers. You've yet reinvented your brand ag- again in the most impressive <laughs> way. And you've launched your product line. You launched a clothing collection, mm-hmm. um, which is, is it, it's called Lindsay Lane, right? Is that right? It's Lindsay Lane. Yeah. yeah. It's Lindsay Lane. I was wondering by the way, when you were going to freaking do something that's just <laughs> first name, last name product, because I was like, it's coming. And, I, and there's always been a cute name to go with it. But I was like, when's she going to put the name forward? How did that come about? Was that always yeah. on the vision board? What's that been like? Okay. So first of all, this is like the scariest, craziest, most mind-blowing thing I've ever done in my life. And I just have a whole newfound respect for anyone that owns 
a separate brand outside of doing the influencer job because yep. first of all, like being an influencer is literally 24 seven. And then I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start a clothing line and I'm going to be a one woman show with my assistant. Yeah. Like hardest yep. thing I've ever done. Yep. So it's not always like rainbows and cookies and butterflies. It's really, really hard. And I've made a lot of sacrifices. So it, let me just put it out there. Like it's very hard, very hard. It's really um, launching a product line and a brand yeah. to people that have followed you for a long time. There's the pressure of that. You're like, oh, is this good oh, yeah. enough for them? Because it's not like they're strangers mm-hmm. that walk into Barney's. You know, they know you. Mm-hmm. And then the pressure of actually doing a brand is beyond. And you have to convert your followers into consumers of your new brand. You know, yeah, I convert very well through my stories with other things that I post, but now am I going to be able to sell my own line? And of course you have experience with this doing all of your brands because you are incredible. Um, You have your candles and like, you really like crush it. Do you feel, do you feel, thank you by the way, because, and I feel like we're very much on the same path there, but you know, what's funny. I often have, um, and I still to this day, like we're about to do a new drop and I'm about to do some posts about it. I still panic that my followers Mm -hmm. think, um, all I'm doing is promoting my product too much. And they just want to see like swipe ups for fucking hairspray. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel that weird balance or do, are you like, do you think they know that they're, that, that it's your company and they expect it? Yeah, I think so. But also my, my launches and like, we'll get more into Lindsay Lane. Cause I'm sorry. I yep. didn't answer your question. We, I took it into a different realm, but I like it. I, I love um, it. Okay. But I, um, I think people, listen, it's my brand and I'm not launching a new drop every week. Right. So there's big breaks in between. And also I was experiencing like so many COVID delays, like so many other people. And I was going through so much stress behind the scenes. You have actually no idea. Right. Um, So, you know, it's not like I was just launching another collection. Like I'm actually launching that. I am a designer and this is what it is. It's a whole other brand. And the stress that came with that and all of these delays and letting people down, it would just it was debilitating sometimes because I was like, what are people going to think? What are people going to think? And in the end, it's really no one's thinking like that. Like I'm just dissecting every second. Just so you know, no one thinks the way we think. No one. Like the catastrophic things that we think they're thinking about (laughs) us, they don't think that. (laughs) They don't. They don't. So to answer your question, yes, I think the natural transition for me was always to have my own clothing line. It scared the living fuck out of me that I was ever going to do this. But when COVID hit, I turned to Lucy, my assistant at the time, who I still Wait, love. Wait, by the way, with. I was at yeah. the outlets driving home from my house the other day yeah. upstate. And I posted, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the outlets. Should I go to the outlets? I did a poll. Lucy DM'd me. Oh. Never, We've never met, really. We've, we've, you did. The podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay. We, but we chat, we, you know, we know each other more digitally. She's like, I'm here with my mom. If you come, let me know. So I, I didn't, I ended up going for two seconds and I didn't let her know. And, we, and it was just so cute, but that's so her. sweet. Yeah. yeah. She's wonderful. She's still very much part of my life, but she, um, I said to her, Lucy, I'm going to, I had this idea for a clothing line. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Like when else am I going to have time to just sit at home doing nothing and really tackling this because we all make excuses. It's never a good time. It's ne- it's always a bad time. It's like, there's, you know, it's either you do it or you don't. I'm like, it's time. It's time. Yep. I proved myself to myself, to those around me. Yep. I can convert very well. Let's take this to the next level. So I did, I worked almost a year on building it out. And like I said, so much stress, so much excitement. And I have to admit, um, and if I'm going to be very vulnerable here, 
I've always been very confident. I am extremely confident, not cocky, just confident. I know who I am. I know what I want to share. And this is the scariest, most like confidence decreasing thing I've ever done. And I know from my photos, I look like this like badass bitch. I'm like rocking at heart, but I'm so scared. Like I'm so scared. And you know, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I'm confident of it, of course, but it's like the way that I feel because I'm so scared because my name's on the product. I designed it. I did everything. I'm branding. I'm marketing. I'm doing everything for it. It's just, it runs so much deeper than just like posting a link to a lip gloss, you know? hundred percent. And that fear is something that if you weren't experiencing, I think uh, we'd have to get a temperature check. I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing here. Yeah. I mean, in the in the way that you've reinvented yourself and your brands in this almost like portfolio of the Lindsay Orbit, like over the course yeah. of time, what kind of tips like could you give to someone whether they're looking, because what if, you know, what you do really well is you identify these brands, whether it's logos, stick, jiffy stickers, yeah. filters, like what kind of advice could you give to someone to start branding themselves as a person mm-hmm. like you did? So I also see, um, and, and also going back to what you said, like with the logo of my clothing line, I didn't know if it was going to be a name, yep. like something, something by Lindsay Lane or yep. just Lindsay Lane. But I'm like, you know what? Like I'm Lindsay Lane and all my friends' phones, I'm still Lindsay Lane. I'm Lane forever. That's just, people yep. know me as that. And I was like, I, I preach the value of a name, you know, and people saying someone's name for so long and you get one and you should be really proud of it. And I'm like, how can I call this anything else? And I did have other great names, but there was maybe one day, you know, it will be like maybe a diffusion line or something else that can come with that. Like once the name is a lot more established, but right now I think it's really important for people still to see it. And listen, there's a reason why all these designers are their names. You know, you have to take notes from the people that are role models to you. Um, and especially coming out as a first-time designer, I just really see a lot of value in it. But like I said, if someone doesn't do that, I also think that's great. It's just whatever, you know, it's my personal opinion. So I just decided on Lindsay Lane naturally. And then going into a logo, I personally just think like the first thing is the logo. Like you need to, how does this make people feel when they look at it? When I did Lindsay Lane with Actually, I did the logo Lindsay Lane with Cece, who did my wedding invitation. She is like the most Uh, incredible, incredible, just illustrator, painter. Like she's wild. She is, I love her and she's become a friend. This is a part a lot of people get hung up on is maybe they're ready. They don't know where it's like a logo. Is it, is it an object? Is it my name? Is it a writing? Mm -hmm. Is it what? So this Mm -hmm. is a really interesting story that it's a friend that's an illustrator. Yeah. So I... We went through an entire process. I sent her a lot of inspiration from other brands that I liked, but I was like, these are other brands that I like, and I want them to be nothing like this at the same time. Totally. So we need to take whatever this is apart 50 times. And let me tell you, we did take apart (laughs) a logo 50 times. If you look at my logo, it's extremely, like it's connected, it's artistic, it's elevated. And I also think it's important to have an emblem, like some sort of logo, like my two L's are connected through a heart and just nothing is like it. And I think that shows, you know, infinite love and community. And it's also two L's, Lindsay Lane. So, and that's great to use for tissue paper, stationary, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. You have to front these fees in the beginning so that you just have them for, cause you want to grow your brand. Like you're not starting a brand just to start one and be like a one hit wonder. Bye-bye. Right. You want to, <laughs> you want to be here to stay and you want to grow and you want to evolve. But if you love your logo and you love, let's say like your emblem, right. You can really use those things for different things. Like I want to create emblem clothing one day. Like I know exactly what I want to do, you know? So yep. you just, it's, it's better to invest up front. Um, and, and see where it takes you. Cause I'm inspired by looking at both things. I'm inspired by looking at my logo and also my emblem. Cause there's so many things I want to do with both. It's so funny you say that. Like I got, I, when I finally coughed it up to, um, <laughs> hire a designer who I knew of through sure. a friend who was amazing to do my full logo suite, a bunch of emblems mm-hmm. in different colors and a bunch of the same logo in different colors. I was yeah. like, I'm never going to fucking use all these things. But now it's like, we just ordered, you know, for our retail store, we just ordered some stickers and we used one that I'd never used before. It was like the black version. I'm like, oh my God, wait, our bags are black. This is perfect that he made me a black. Mm-hmm. So it's like, pay for it up front, get the arsenal of stuff, put it in your kit and you'll use it when you use it for your brand. Exactly. Exactly. And listen, seeing those numbers like that I've invested <laughs> yeah. um, in 2021 are scary. You know, I'm just yep. like, oh God. But, you know, those aren't like trailing numbers. You know, you invest totally. up front and then you hopefully have those materials to last a long time until you want to evolve again and change. And I also think that's fine. I have evolved, like you said, so many times that I, I don't feel any, um, like insecurities about that. In fact, I'm so proud of my evolution. I'm so proud to be able to grow. That's why I wanted you on this episode because I just feel like you are not afraid to be like, okay, this chapter was great. We're going to put a pin in that chapter, better chapter coming. This mm-hmm. chapter is named this, and this is what we're doing today. This is the assignment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you need to be okay. Like for me, and I've said this before, a huge form of success is asking for help. Yep. You know, figuring out what, and one of your questions was, you know, what is your greatest branding failure that you now realize is a big, one of your I biggest lessons? I ask question of everyone and I love yeah. hearing it. What is, what is yours? And I was going to say, like, I truly don't think there really is such a thing as failure in business. Like, I truly don't. If something teaches you a lesson, if some, if you grow from it, and if it brings you future value, that to me is a success. Yeah. So, I mean, truthfully, I, I, yes, have I been through a lot of hardships? Yes, definitely with business. But do I look back and I'm like, oh my God, if I, I wouldn't have known this now, if I didn't go through that experience, I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have this value. I wouldn't bring all that value into my business now. So it's really not. I mean, there's no failures. People are we're all so hard on ourselves. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to be this certain thing. But no one's like over our head telling us to be that person. Like we are the only ones that are standing in our way. A lot of it comes from, um, I think, because of social media and the following that you have or, or that a person has. I think there's a lot of inherent pressure there, too, that you're just like mm-hmm. terrified to disappoint. Um, oh, my God. Absolutely. By the way, I think you mentioned this. Are a lot of did you find that a lot of your followers became your customers of your brand? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes, of course. And I also, um, you know, starting a new Instagram profile too. I was like, when you started that, I died. Oh. I was like, I give her, I'm going to just give her the keys to my house because the thought of running so a new hard. account makes me want to jump out this window. Yeah. It's so, um, it, it was scary and hard, but to be honest, I'm like, wow, this is a really nice following. And these are the people yep. that are the diehards. And of course 
I'm only, I can only do the outreach that is of my community right now. Right. So imagine what I can, and I know what I did with that. So imagine what I can do when, you know, we really start expanding and the name starts to grow. So you have to start somewhere. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of the success of Lindsay Lane thus far. And we have like so many amazing things to come. The video content you do is insane. That, that was mental. I remember it was I'll like- you in touch with them. It was so good. I was like, I shared, you know, cause we, uh, Mia, the girl, um, a friend of yeah. mine who you know from growing up, her and I, I think sent it to each other at the same moment. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> well, you know me, like I, I, I'm very picky with the branding of certain launches yep. and how that gets marketed. Yeah. So, for example, when I launch my jewelry capsule with Luis Alexander, it's always important to me to launch with a launch video because you're you're making, you know, the followers and consumers feel yeah. a certain way. Like you want them to be pumped up, you want them to be excited, and I am extremely picky with specific moments hitting a beat. Like if I could be a a, a video editor, I'd be so damn good at it because I'm just so picky like I switched it a million times, this, that. I have a vision with the Lindsay Lane video when there was noise around me. And I was like, yep. like that was completely my vision. Like I pictured noise, 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 and then just, you know, muting the noise and just going for your dream. And that is what I told Amanda and Jason, my videographers, I will put you in touch with them, but They're they've amazing. done everything for me. They did my gender reveal, my hanky panky shoot. They did, um, they didn't do Louisa, but they did Lindsay Lane. They did. Amanda was at my wedding with me. Like they do so much for me. And I love it. It's so funny. Um, One of the things I, I don't know if we're going to have time, but um, you just kind of touched on it is consistency, like Mm -hmm. tips on staying consistent. When you do have a couple different pots on the stove in your personal brand, that's an easy way to stay consistent. Like um, the crews you use, the people that you bring into your orbit, sounds like your videographer is the same. And that kind of connects any other tips to staying consistent across different points of your personal brand because that's a really good one that you may not even realize it you're like holy shit that's my yeah that's my brand team <laughs> i i'm a very loyal person yeah i'm a very loyal person to people and i'm a very loyal person to brands yeah if i buy your brand and i like a lip gloss like i will buy your entire collection and if i'm if someone it has great energy and they we work to weather together well business-wise, like I will continue to hire you, work with you, collab with you. I just like to keep it in the family and I like to keep it tight. And also these people have kept my secrets, right? They've really, um, you know, kept it tight and helped me launch. And they're just as excited as I am about all of my launches endeavors. So I think keeping positive people around you that are natural born creators is so important. What, um, in all of the iterations of your personal brand and your now new business, is there a moment in your branding journey that lives rent-free in your head that it was just like either hysterical or depressing or that you just like are so fond of? Oh my God, there are so many moments. Um, I did write one down. We kind of tapped into it. But now that you're saying this, I'm like, oh my God, it could be so much better than that. Uh, um, I... I think that a really pivotal moment in my career, well, aside from, first of all, all the capsules that I've done, doing Hanky Panky, Kit Baby, Louisa, there's more to come. Those collaborations are nice for you because you can kind of like see what your customer wants. You can get your toe wet and see what you want to do. That's cool. Yeah, it's true. It's great. I think so like those are big pivotal moments because, you know, to get 
those collabs is very hard. You yep. know, not like every influence, like it's very hard to be like, okay, let's do this major capsule together. So all my capsules are very proud moments, but I think going back to the good old days, it's really when I went from LITFL, Lindsay and the Fastlane to So Lindsay, because it's who I am now. Taking that leap of faith and stepping into my online personality was, was what changed my brand. And I'm still that person. So it was a, it was a leap of faith. Like I said, I came in late. But I didn't let that, the fact that I came in late, you know, and, and I say late because anyone could start today, you know, but for me mm-hmm. and like the girls around my age, I was later to the game. Um, so I think I really stepped into my online personality and I, and, and I never looked back. I'm so happy you came on the show. I'm so happy for you. Thank what's you. next before I run out of time with you? What's next for Lindsay Lane, the brand? So collection two is in the works. It's yeah. a completely new collection. So Lindsay Lane designer is that's coming up. And then um, Lindsay Lane, the influencer, there's just so many cool things brewing right now that I honestly can't even talk about because the ink yeah. is drying and I'm just excited. We'll see what a new year brings. How can everybody find you on all the things? Sure. So you can follow me at Instagram at Lindsay Lane style, Lindsay with an I get it right, honey. Yes, honey. And then, um, lindsaylane.com is my clothing and Lindsay Lane blog is my blog. Lens, keep hustling for all of us because you are like the female version of me and I just love what you do. Thank you. I don't know how to be any other way, but it's, it's an exciting time. And I thank you so much for having me on. I'm so proud of you. I just want to put that out there. So I want everyone listening to go follow Preston because he is iconic a legend and a natural born hustler. So. I, I mean, I literally just like, I love watching your Instagram. I, bu- I bought the, <laughs> what is it? I bought the collagen stuff. I, <laughs> I love the, the collagen. Thing. I drink it. I mean, I am like, if it's not nailed to the floor and you're talking about it, I'll buy it. Um, I love you. So thank you. thank you again. And um, say hi to that beautiful family of yours. Bye, babe. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.